Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Hey, ho! Welcome to the show. Tonight we get a gauge. Is the mm. Healy Marathon going to be possible? I have said that I want to run a marathon in Healy's, the wheel, uh, the shoe with the wheel in the heel. Yep. Tonight I'm going to attempt one kilometre in the basement of the car park and just to see mm. how we're looking, to see is it possible to go a long distance on Healy's. Just before the show tonight, we did pop down to check out the course down in the car yeah, park. Yeah, producer Jack's uh, mapped out a kilometre. It's pretty humid down there. Oh, I mean, so you wouldn't hot. think it at this time you of know, year. I get into my car when I leave at night and it's just yeah. 30 degrees. And you wouldn't dash. think at this time of year when you know the weather's quite cold, but you go that far underground, I think it must be quite close to the Earth's core. Do you think it goes down that far? <laughs> well, it's all, it's a deep car park. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to figure out, figure out what else would explain the heat. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it still hasn't let the heat go from summer last year. Who knows? The point is, this whole marathon, you're laughing at me. I know the Earth's core is a few hundred metres down. I'm not an idiot. 200. <laughs> okay, maybe it's a kilometre. How far down is it? It can't be that far. Isn't it like... What, the molten core? Isn't it like three kilometres from here to the other side of the Earth? Like if you dug through... Is that not true? Three kilometres. You know how far three kilometres is, face. So why um, would it take so long to fly to the other side of the planet? Centre of the Earth. Well, because you, this is like going straight through the middle. Three. Mm, okay, never mind. I've just Googled it. The average distance to the centre of the Earth is 6,371 kilometres. And that's just to the centre, so then you've got to double that to get out the other side. We should do that sometime. What, uh, yeah. A journey to the yeah. core of the Earth? <laughs> yeah, and out the other way. Mm, that's impossible. <laughs> You know that, right? Yeah. Are you aware of that? Yeah, I've seen the core. Okay. The film. Anyway, uh, the point is the whole Healy Marathon could be dead in the water tonight. It could be the end of it tonight. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. We've got a bit to get through in the next 10 seconds. Dom, put 10 on the clock and see if I can do this. Okay, we go. are trying to prove whether or not the Big Mac has gotten smaller over the last two decades. We, what we want to do is find an ad from the 90s where someone holds up a Big Mac, find that same actor, get them to hold up a Big Mac and compare the two footages we have found an ad where James Blundell, a country singer from Australia, has done just that. We are trying to track him down. 22 seconds. Okay. Not bad, though. Not a bad effort. Pretty good. I'll try to get that down. Yeah, we can work on that. Basically, we have come across this ad. James Blundell, Queensland country icon. You don't pay no rent. From the 90s. So, so cheap. Nineteen ninety one is the year he appeared in a McDonald's ad holding up a Big Mac, a nineteen ninety one Arabic Mac. That's good. We do know that he is due at the Gimpy Muster next week. At the end of next week. We have reached out to see if we can make contact. All we need is a couple of minutes. We just need to bring our own Big Mac, give it to him and take a shot. And for any of the doubters, I mean, people have been saying this for years. The Big Mac's gotten smaller. The Big Mac's gotten smaller. We will have a direct comparison. The same hands holding the same burger. 28 years apart, has it got smaller? Here's the thing. We have reached out to him. That email is out in the ether now. Yep. We haven't heard back. We are trying to get a few more strings to this bow. We, uh, if Spider-Man, he doesn't just shoot one web. No. He shoots two. So if one fails, he can just swing on the other one. Does he actually? Yeah. One, two, I've never one, seen him do that. Two. Oh, you know, I have seen him do that. I mean, it's an unusual reference. Yeah. What would have you done? What would I have used? Yeah. Um, people have a spare tire in the back of their car. Mm. You know what I mean? If one tire fails, you've got this backup. So this is a spare tire, is yes, it? Yes, it's a spare tire. So do we need... Yeah. But we've only got one. 
we've only got one email out there. So we've got one tire on the car <laughs> yeah. and one in the boot. Yeah. Okay. And so that, we're really yeah. on a motorized unicycle. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on here. And I think, look, th- this might be one of the more unusual questions we've asked on the phones in the history of this radio show. Mm. But 131060, do you have any connection to country icon from the 90s, James Blundell? Because you don't pay no rent, yeah, it's we're talking about the smallest connection possible. Maybe yep. you saw a show once that he was in. Or your parents used to love him and went to see him live. That, I take that. Maybe you're from his town. Where's he from? Uh, let me have a Google. I weren't you saying central Queensland? No, he grew up. I think he was born in Stanthorpe, southern Queensland. Okay, I don't know. Do we go to Stanthorpe? Uh, I'm not sure. I think so. We might be near Stanthorpe in that area at the least. The Granite Belt? Yeah. Born in Stanthorpe at least, but you know, he's, he's toured a lot over the years. I don't know. Maybe you just love his music. Honestly, any connection to James Lundell we can get here. We're trying because, to build a case. Because this is this man is the centre of this case. Yeah. He, he is the key piece of evidence. If we can get him, we can find it at the Big Smack. Do you know what we would accept as an entry point? Yeah. You've heard of him. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. If you've heard of James Blundell and his music. That's where we'll start. Yeah. If you know where he is tonight, that's the top what That's if you, the top yeah. rung. What if, if, if you can get him on the phone, yeah. that's the holy grail. Yeah. What we'll accept as a starting point is you've heard of him. What if your surname's Blundell? Yeah, no, that's good. No that's connect- middle of the range. Yeah, we'll take that. Because then you could, we could get onto your family tree and track him down. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay, cool. Well, look, any connection to James Blundell at all, and we realise this is this is far reaching, but our hope is that sort of like in the cop movies, mm. where they have the chalk, uh, the the cork board up there, and they have all the different pins with like the string, you know, yeah. going from piece of evidence to piece of evidence. Mm. If we can connect the dots to James Blundell, we can uh, answer this big man case. Let that let that jog your memory a little bit. It doesn't work for me because I'm not sure if I was alive then, but (laughs) it might work for someone else. Oh my goodness. You're not going to believe this. Honestly, you are not going to believe it. We are looking for a connection to James Blundell. He was in a McDonald's ad in the 90s. We want to get him to hold a Big Mac up to camera, compare one Mm. from today, one from the 90s, to finally determine whether or not the Big Mac is getting smaller. And we're obviously James Blundell, country icon from the 90s. We have just received a call from James Blundell's friend... Yeah. who said that he had a number that he could pass to us, and he's just dropped off. Let's get Producer Jack in here. Producer Jack, can you hear us? Can you come in? <laughs> I think because we... I understand that no I need one... I to find out what's just happened. No one is going to believe this story. Yeah, well, this is like the holy grail that you, you Jack, dream of, your you hope can you jump for? on a microphone over there? Yeah. I, no one's going to believe... What's just happened. What's just happened. So we need to hear it from you, because it's going to sound like we're making this up. What, did, what was the call you just took? I'm nearly too excited. We had someone call up mm. that knows Mr. Blundell personally yeah. and gave us his phone number. <laughs> yeah, okay. Did you take the number down? Because I, I can't see anyone on the phone line now. I have the number. And I've wh- written it down. And what happened to his friend? Did he disappear off the phone line or did Was you he, hang up? Or? He swore that we could not put him on air. This is an anonymous him. tip. Oh, it's an anonymous tip. Did uh, I say the name before? No, you didn't. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so. so this is a close friend of Blundell's. Yeah. The, the fact he didn't want his name out there sort of sounded like maybe he, he doesn't think James Blundell will be happy and with did us. Did you ask him any him. questions, Jack, to, you know, to kind of test the friendship? Well, I did. I said, you know... Would he be awake at this hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he responded with, no, he told me where he lives. Oh. And I Hang thought, on, you have an address. Not a fixed oh. address, but no, I know you a know location. And yeah. I was like, well, that's very interesting. Okay. And he told me some details. He said, you know, he's heading home from the Ecker right now. He was listening and he thought, wait, wait, oh, hang this on. would be funny. Oh, so he's in Brisbane. The exhibition in Brisbane. 
Yes, the exhibition in Brisbane. So James Blundell could be in Brisbane. We might have a location. Oh my gosh. So what, Blundell himself might be in the area of Brisbane right now. Is that what you're saying? <sighs> I think a... the greater Brisbane, possible yeah. region. Okay, Jack. I don't want to. I don't want to out Mr. Blundell. Well, where that's he lives. Fair. This this number that you have. This number that you have. Yes. Oh my gosh. How legit do you think it is? Because I'm thinking someone mm. could have just heard and given us any number. Then we call it. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to call it now at 11:30 because I don't want to burn that bridge in case it is oh. the real number. What but what happens Blundell? if we call it tomorrow in yeah. business hours and it's just someone having a laugh? I think we're back exactly where we started. However, this is a lead. Did it feel legit to you? Would you I, stake your reputation on this being legit from your gut feel? Producer's gut feel. I would because of the pure sheer enjoyment he had out of giving it to me. Well, there we go. We have a lead. We have Jeez, a number you know, to Zach, call. I thought for, for this phone topic when we said, do you have any connection to James Wendell, the country music artist from the 90s? I thought maybe someone would call up and say, yeah, my parents went to see him, you know, in, in the late 90s. Or, yeah, dad always used to play his music when I was growing up. I didn't expect someone to call up and say, here is his home residential address and phone number. I'm a good friend. And you know the exciting thing. <laughs> I haven't realized this. Mm. The, the uh, ECA, the Brisbane exhibition is on at the moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like the Sydney Royal Show or the Melbourne Royal Show where yeah. the country comes to the city. So he, he might be in Brisbane. We don't know because he's Blundell? a country star from Queensland. It would That's make true. sense if he came to the capital city. We he's can get to Brisbane. We can go. We can go find him. That's such a good point. We can, and, and I could, forget I, the Gimpy Muster in a week and a half. <laughs> And I can have a go at, you know, some of the, the games inside Charlie while we're there. Well, that's, that's an outstanding idea. I suppose we have to... You're both aware we're not sleeping tonight. No. <laughs> like all three of you know, we're not sleeping tonight. Mm. We're, we're setting up in here. We'll put some coffee on. We're setting up full-time and investigation headquarters. We're going to have to have the phone ringing off the hook all night long. we got work to do, Zach. Let's find James Blundell. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom. You have a tattered past with minions. We have a minion that comes in on Monday nights to read out minion memes, and you yep. guys don't get along. The little yellow creatures, fame originally from Despicable Me. Um, it's a, it was a big get for our show when we got a minion in. However, very quickly, this minion did start turning on me, saying some pretty outrageous things, you know, suggesting that I attempted to drown some minions once on a trip to the beach. Yeah. There were words thrown around like, why else would you have a towel in the surf? I just found this really offensive to my character because I never tried to drown a minion. Well, you guys, your relationship hit a peak last night. It did. Things got really messy. <laughs> Things got pretty heated. And it, yeah. that's why when I went home and I was just thinking about it, I was on my phone in bed just looking up podcasts to listen to. Were I was, you? I was really surprised to see yeah. someone has actually mm. taken the audio from our radio show. And turned it into like a true crime podcast Wait, about so, you and oh, the minions. That's insane. So, so a mere an hour or two after it happened on <laughs> yes. air, someone had both made a podcast, correct, uploaded it to iTunes, yeah, and it was you'd seen pretty it. well as well. Really? And yeah. this had nothing to do with you. This wasn't your initiative. It no. wasn't you. Would you like? It was called Minion Monster. Oh, really? The podcast. Yeah. Would you like? Totally to, unrelated to you. Would you like to hear an episode of it? Uh, how long did the episode go? Oh, just a bit over a minute. Oh, okay. So perfectly timed to play on the show as well. This is all so coincidental. This is the podcast I found on iTunes last night about Dom and the Minion. Welcome to Minion Monster, the podcast exploring the relationship between Dom Faye and the Minion community. This is my radio show, Minion. Shut it. What's Dom's problem with Minion? Oh, okay. For, for people who've just joined the show... The minions allege that on a beach trip a number of months ago, I tried to drown them. There's talk that there's no other reason I would have taken a towel into the surf. 
On this podcast, we've been exploring audio that is broadcast on the Collective Noun radio program. And what we found is chilling. You're going away for a very long time. Although it's obvious listening to the show that Dom Fate does not like minions, he's always denied that he ever drowned one. Not on the security footage. Oh, security footage at the beach. Come on, minion. Without the beach security footage, it was always going to be hard to pin this drowning on Dom Fay. That's until last night on the Collective Down Late Night's radio program. Something quite chilling happened. It's alleged that Dom drowned the minion in a bucket of water he brought from home. I will warn you, this audio is particularly confronting to our minion listeners. Today, Mr. Domfei declined our request for comment. And the minion? Well, it hasn't been seen for 24 hours. The minions might have started on Despicable Me, but now it's Despicable Dom. You're going away for a very long time. This is The Minion Monster, a true crime podcast. Okay. We're getting close to slander. (laughs) I didn't murder a minion. I don't know. Did you hear that? Did you hear that audio? Yeah, I did. I did. I with your voiceover that you put together that you found on the iTunes podcast store. Yeah. I, I was never asked for comment. Can I just say the podcast said I declined comment? I was never asked for comment. Oh, some creative liberties were taken. <laughs> yeah. If I was asked for comment, you know what I would have said? What? I bloody did it. Oh, he's admitted it. He's admitted it. Oh, and you know God. what? You know what? I do it again. <laughs> no minion is safe. Jeez, it's going to be an interesting podcast next week. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, I spent $15 watching TV um, the other night. What, free to air? Yeah, free to air TV. Well, and not I, so free to air then. No, not free to air. Well, what happened? I got home after the show. This was last Thursday night and I chucked the TV on and, and I think I just had Gem on because I've been watching the cricket throughout the week. So I had Gem on, which is not a channel I watch a heap of. Now, what I've discovered is that uh, they've just started a show on Channel 10, uh, sorry, on, on Channel Gem. Thursday nights to Saturday nights, 1am to 3am, called Call and Win. It sounds a bit like this. Have you found the difference? Eyes on me and do not fall asleep. Make some coffee if you need to. It's basically a woman standing in front of a set with two pictures. You have to try to find the difference between the two pictures. It's live. If you find the difference, you call in, you can win money. Is it based in Australia? Yeah, based in Sydney. That's where they based it. So I, I looked this all up. They film it live in Sydney every night. All the callers are coming on from light, light people around what, the country. you went to all the effort to look it up, but you couldn't get a better grab? <laughs> that sounds like you recorded it from 40 metres away. <laughs> I did record it from my bed, yeah. Um, well, do you want to hear the second grab I got? This is a bit more of, of her trying to tease you into call up and see if you can tell the difference between the two pictures. We need one difference. Just one. Not five, not 20, not 100, just one. And $400 can be yours. So there's two pictures up there. Yep. It's just like that classic thing in the back of a kid's magazine. Basically, You've got yeah. to spot the difference between two pictures. And she stands there for the whole two hours, all night. She stands there through the show, just taking calls of people who think they can tell and the what? difference. And it's like a radio show. If you call hmm. up, you can get on. Yeah. You call up, you're on the show. 
Now this is this is live on Gem. Now my thinking instantly, I pretty quickly picked what the difference was. Did right? you? Well, you're pretty clever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not much gets past you. <laughs> no. I was like, well, one of the, one of her high heels is shorter in the other picture, right? So I was like, well, in the in the two pictures, there's two of a woman. I was like, mm. one has shorter high heels. This is so weird. How has it been going for two hours and no one spotted it? <laughs> well, my thinking was it was like 400 bucks. It's 1 a.m. Do many people watch Gem at 1 a.m.? I thought probably oh, enough to run the show, obviously. Well, I thought probably not a heap. So I thought this is going to be the easiest for 100 bucks I've ever made. I'll triumphantly walk into the show next week with 400 bucks flaunting it. And I'll say, have got a way we can make money every week. Now then, I, so I just started calling the number at the bottom of the screen just constantly. And weirdly, because she kept saying, no, we can't, we don't have anyone calling. But every time I'd call, it would say, oh, you didn't get through this time. Try again now. And I'd be like, oh, that's weird. I'll try again now. Then I called 24 times. And then I had a look at this terms and conditions at the bottom of the screen that said the calls cost 55 cents. <laughs> yeah. Now, it very quickly occurred to me what their business model is. <laughs> a little bit of deception, it seems. A little bit. Basically, the idea is, because I was thinking it's very, very clever in a sense and, and a bit mischievous. You get enough people to call up 55 cents, you can make your money back. Yeah, well, it's not clever. <laughs> it's pretty deceptive. That's like saying a busk yeah. is clever because if enough people give 55 cents for you playing the song, you'll be yeah. rich. Well, look, ultimately, I, what what maybe is surprising and concerning about how gullible I am mm. is even after that 24 and once I realized it was costing me 55 cents a call, I called about another 10 times. Mm. And the re- Classic stitch up. <laughs> They got you good. <laughs> well, the reason I kept calling was because she kept putting the money figure higher. She's oh, like, how much did they get to? $800 if anyone can call now. And you're like, I know the difference. <laughs> I know. Pick up my phone. Put, put me through to the show. So you didn't even get through. You didn't talk to a producer. No. Oh, there's probably not many producers working on the show. No, I wouldn't think so. But here's where my, my mind's at at the moment is I don't want to call anymore on my mobile phone because that's 55 cents. But we have a phone here at the studio. No, this is what I believe is happening. This is what I believe is happening. She's Mm. got like an English accent or something, doesn't she? Something like that, yeah. I don't think it's live at all. (laughs) There's no one working there. (laughs) Okay. All those calls are pre-recorded. They're just, they're dumbing them up. And they just put it on each night for two hours. And, people and just, just suckers like you call <laughs> oh, up no. and just donate their money to the that, station. That couldn't be legal. That's probably from overseas. That couldn't be I legal. I think they've got it from overseas. But all the callers were Australian. Yeah. Well, that's that, what you think. <laughs> no, that, that wouldn't be legal, would it? Well, See, I was already gonna, yeah. what they're doing is saying that they're, 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 they're not getting any calls. And yeah. you're calling up and they're saying they're full. So is that legal? I was going to, to sit in here on Thursday night and use the radio station's phone to call up all night till they put me on air. Are you telling me that you think that's well, a waste of my time? you try that if you want to. And when our boss emails me, why the $400 bill on the phones? Yeah. Just say, well, I was trying to win some money back for the show. I'm happy to give that a go, Zach, because I'm not as cynical as you. And I, this this might be why I need to stay away from casinos with the mindset I have. Oh, yeah. Because there's part of me which is like, I can get them. I can catch them. And, and I think you're smarter than me in saying don't try. I mean, if you're tricked by a game show... <laughs> On one of the free-to-air second channels. <laughs> Stay away from a casino, <laughs> mate. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Because I got some Heelys. Heelys. I am planning to Healy a marathon, do a whole 42 kilometres with <laughs> the shoe with the wheel in its heel. I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, Dom, but up to this point, mm. rubber has not hit the road. Well, Healy's haven't hit the road yet. Yeah, Healy's haven't hit the road, but tonight that does change. Now, we're not doing the marathon yet. This is the, this is the heats, essentially. This is to try to see 
whether or not before well, you commit to, be to honest, 42 we're not kilometers, even up to that yet. We're not, no. This is just the warm-up next to the heat. This is sort of if Usain Bolt went for a jog to see before he tried to sprint. Up next, yeah. I'm going to try to heal a kilometre in the radio station's basement. Yeah. This is by far the longest I've ever healed, but only a 40th of what I plan to do later this year. It's a good middle ground. We're going to head straight down to the car park This now. will be like, if I can't do this, yep. or if it takes me like 10 minutes, <laughs> we've got a big problem on our hands. Yeah, seeing how you feel afterwards will be a big indicator. Now, I know there's some reception problems downstairs, so if we don't come back in about 15 minutes' time, mm. something's gone very wrong down there. Yeah, either I'm injured, <laughs> I somehow I'm in an ambulance. <laughs> That's it. Or we've just... Our reception's been just blocked. cut out. But anyway, look, get your heelys on, strap them on. We're going to head downstairs after this, the first attempt at healing one kilometre. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. You might be able to hear a bit of an echo. We are in the radio station's basement at the moment as we're about to put my long-distance healing to the test. That's right, Zach. You've said that you want to healy a marathon. That's right, 42 kilometres in the shoes with the wheels in the heel. Um, before we totally commit to that and start raising funds for charity that you're going to have to refund if it doesn't go well, what we thought we'd do is come down to the radio station car park down here underground and you're going to do... How many laps have we decided is one kilometre? Roughly eight? Eight laps of the radio station's car park is one kilometre. This is yep. to get a gauge on a few things. Is a long-distance healing going to be possible? Mm. What type of time will we be looking at for a kilometre? Yep. And is it easier or harder than running? This, this is a really good litmus test. Now, we are at this stage just hoping that this is being broadcast because we are quite far underground here in the Ooh, car park. Just put the heelys on and got <laughs> the right foot on. I've not worn these in a while. <laughs> Well, that's what you, you want to be fresh, don't you? You want to come out this fresh. I do feel like we're in like Tokyo Drift yeah. or something at the moment. Well, or... have you seen that movie? Uh, yeah. What do you mean? They're in car parks like this. Yep. They're in cool wheeled vehicles like I am. <laughs> now, Zach is also dressed up in, in overalls for this. The sort of thing you might see a painter wear. Um, or I suppose in this instance, it's like your... What are those speed suits they used to wear in the Olympics? It's that sort of a thing. Oh, like Kathy Freeman. Yeah, that sort of, that sort of a vibe. But well, it's like a mechanic suit. An overall. <laughs> yeah. okay, Some mix see, between let's that. Let's see if I can do a bit of a walk. All right, here we go. Zach's just going to do a bit of a trial. Is he healing well? He is healing well. I mean, what we're seeing here is a man who knows how to heal. It's in his blood. All right, you've just healed about... My wife uh, did hear that I was doing this tonight, and I promised her I would stretch. <laughs> so just throwing in a few stretches. Well, look, you've, you've just healed about five, ten meters there. I, I think it's a warm up. Good, wasn't I? You were you looking were good. Impressed. How did you feel? It felt really good on this surface, really thin car park surface. Yep. I was flying, and okay. that's what you want. You want to get the maximum glide for yep. your push. Okay. Well, I mean, we're just about to start this one kilometer. Here's what we're going to do. Once that takes off on this one kilometer, we're going to go to a couple of songs and come back, and hopefully by the end of that, Zach. You'll be nearing the end of your one kilometre. Okay, call me in, Dom. Call me in. Wait, can I, before we go, what are you hoping will happen here? What are you hoping will happen at the end of the kilometre? I want to go, and just to start it off, I yep. want to start, I want to get a solid under five minutes Healy. <laughs> under five minute kilometre? Yeah, yeah. So that would, how much would that add up for a 42 kilometre uh, marathon? Between four and five hours, I think. Okay, not bad. All right, okay, here we go. Oh, I'm hoping to get better. This is just the start, Dom. This is yep. just the start. Just the start. Will the Healy marathon have legs or will this be the end of it? Here we go, Zach, you ready? For the one kilometre trial, three... Two, one, go. Okay, the heel, he's healing underway. At this stage, he's... Well, he's just healing around the corner. That was very smooth, the curve he's taken there. 
and he comes back around the second bend around the pillar here in the car park. He's going at around about a 50% running rate, 50% healing. Although as he picks up pace, he's increasing that to more like a 75% healing, 25% running. As he comes around, he's just past the uh, three-quarter mark. He's coming back to the starting line here for the end of lap number one. Zach, how are you feeling? feeling it. I'm feeling it. Okay, that's lap one done. Let's go to a couple of songs as he starts the second lap here. On the other side of these songs, we'll find out how Zach's going in his attempt to heal one kilometre. We are here in the radio station car park. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach wants to heal a marathon. 42 kilometres in the shoe with a wheel in the heel. We are currently downstairs in the radio station's car park underground. Zach is trying to do one kilometre in Healy's He's at the end of his eight-lap, one-kilometre healing. And there it is. He's been healing for the past five or six minutes here in the car park. That is officially one-kilometre heel lead. He's just gone past me, glided past me. Um, I don't know if the marathon's possible. <laughs> that was really hard. Okay, well... That was yeah. really hard. What was the hardest part of it? Okay, well, what you don't realise... Mm. Running is the easiest part, yep. easily. Yeah, it hurts your um, the your quads. It the feels quads. like you're doing a squat. Yeah, for the whole time. Well, that was my and fear. And then once all you along. start getting fatigued, it's hard to continue the healy motion. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was always my fear. The transition was going to be what kills you. You look like you've run 10k. You look exhausted well, at the see, moment. See, what you have to realise as well is. I'm extremely unfit. Yeah, okay. So we need to factor that into it. Well, that's true. We're going to have a lot of practice. Yep. A lot of training. Yep. What was my time, Jack? What was the time? 4.51. 4.51! I said under five is what I wanted. That's pretty good. Look, some yep. things are encouraging. Some things are scary. <laughs> I don't know where we're at. Yeah. A car is just coming into <laughs> the car park. So this is going to be hard to explain why you're in a jumpsuit and heelies. At the car park in the middle of the night, but this that doesn't a bit matter. Awkward, but look, the, the point is, if if we can get that in under five minutes, yeah, there's a lot of difficulties. There's a lot of things I'm going to have to sort out. Yeah. Corners are just almost impossible. But I have I to say, I was wondering if I run around the corners Healy on the straights. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've got to say though, to be honest, Zach, what was impressive was your form. You were gliding beautifully. Your, your your body seemed made I think to heal. The other thing I need to do is. Learn how to heal on my other leg. Yeah, okay. So I'm not focusing all my energy on the one yeah. muscle. Yeah, that's okay. Um, it actually did seem to me like you were one with the shoe yeah. for a while. Did I you did feel, feel that like way? That. I did feel like that. Okay. Whether or not I'm going to be able to do that times 40. Yeah. So I what, don't know, to be honest. So what's the situation then? Do we just have to take a day or two to reassess? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. You, you there's, part of me, there's a part of me yeah. that thinks, yeah, that was possible. There's another part of me that thinks I've bitten off more than I can chew. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we haven't started yeah, raising any money for the charity yet. It was like, lucky we didn't take people's cash. <laughs> okay, well, that's one kilometre done healing, four minutes 50. Um, I suppose the Healy Marathon currently in limbo. Is that the best way to describe it? <sighs> T- TBD. TBD. I'm going to let you recover. Go and jump in the ice bath. Woo! <laughs> and we'll be back shortly. Oh, he's gone for another... Oh, look at this. He's going for another Healy. He's away. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, you gave me a brilliant piece of advice a few years ago that Did has I? really informed my life. You told me that whenever you saw the sign, local traffic only, you knew it was basically saying shortcut here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I still think that. Especially yeah. I used to own a scooter. I used to scoot around a little okay. bit into back streets, and I'd look for those signs because I was like, ooh. 
like on the on the scooter, you can really whip around the corners. Well, you've seen these signs if you if you you know look at a suburban street when you're driving along a main road. Basically, the idea that residents have petitioned to get one of these local traffic only signs put up is because people are using it as a shortcut. So yeah, if you put stopping that up there, rat running. Yeah, they want the commuting traffic to be on the main roads, not That's going it. through the suburbs. Yeah. So if you put that up there, basically it's saying, "Hey, fast away here, avoid the traffic." Now, avoid is the it lights. legally binding? Can you be fined? Because mm. how do you define? Yeah. How do they prove that you weren't just going to one of the houses? Well, it's a good question. So uh, since you've told me that, anytime I see local traffic only, even if I don't know where it's going to go, I take it. It's just it's it's such a, it's such a buzz. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I how I many look, shortcuts have you found? Uh, there, there are about five local traffic onlys in about a 15, 20 kilometer radius. Yeah, so place. you're using a lot of them. Using a lot of them. And every time, even in the middle of the night when there's no traffic, I use it just for the buzz, just for the thrill. There's I'm sure one... everyone mm. who lives in those houses, never having any cars go past, <laughs> yeah. are loving you go past at 2am every morning. <laughs> well, they shouldn't have put the sign up. That's what's giving me the indication. Uh, anyway, look, there, there's one particular one that I would take, you know, on, on a route I take regularly. There would be this one that I take three or four times a week. This local traffic only. And I've never had any problems with it, except occasional stink eye from, you know, people mowing their lawns and residents and stuff, because they know what I'm doing. Yeah. They see me driving past back onto the main road through the shortcut, and they just and stare at me. you're not a local. No. They know the locals. I've always been scared that one of them's, like, noting my number plate down, but then if, if that happened, what are they, you can call, you can't call triple zero and say, hey, this guy's doing this, can you? No, you can't call triple zero. You mm. could call the police just generally. Yeah, what's your evidence? Prove it. They might have video. <laughs> well, that's true. I always thought I'd just say I took the wrong turn if a police pulled me over. Because they can't prosecute you for taking the wrong turn. What happens they? if one of these residents has like 10 videos? <laughs> I keep taking the wrong turn. <laughs> Bad sense can't of figure out where I'm going. <laughs> I get lost very regularly. Well, it, it's funny because that actually happened to me today where an unmarked cop car had gone into the, the local traffic only section behind me. Pulled up behind, like lights on, pulled up behind me. And I thought, well, I'll just say, you know, um, wrong turn. This will be easy. No, you weren't like that, were you? No, I panicked. Yeah, I thought you'd be freaking out. (laughs) But I knew, the thing was, normally if you get pulled over by the cops, you're like, what have I done? Right. On this occasion, I knew. It was local traffic only. (laughs) So what, they knock on your window? Yeah. So they pull me, they pull me over. Uh, They come around and they said, hey, are you aware this is local traffic only area? And I panicked at the last minute. And you know, I'm not good under pressure. No. Anyone who's heard this show when something's gone wrong knows I'm not good under pressure. Yeah. And I lied. And I said, yeah, I know. My grandma lives on this street. <laughs> now, I don't, my, my grandma's not with us anymore. Yeah. She passed away when I was very young. Both of them have, been, have passed away. So um, I thought- They'd the be co- proud that yeah. you're using their memory <laughs> <laughs> to take shortcuts. <laughs> Well, I thought the cop would just say, would say, okay, then, uh, you know, off you go. Instead, no, they've like, been here before. Yeah. He was like, which house? And I was like, <laughs> I was like the, the one up there. And he said, oh, okay, let's see. And so what it up. Thankfully now, oh, look, I, I, on this occasion, I went up to the door. No, I shut up. What could I do? You guys are walking together. No, no, no. He was sitting in the car and I thought I'd go up, like pretend to knock and walk back. Right. <laughs> I went up, pretended to knock. No one came to the door and went back and, and I thought, I, I said to the cop, she's meant to be home right now. She's not home. And he said, oh, okay, all good. Make sure you don't do this again if, you know, if this is not your area. And I was so like, do yeah, you good. actually knock or just pretend to knock? I pretended to knock. This is the, well, that was my saving grace. He didn't actually follow me all the way up to the door. Mm. He sort of stood, stood at the street. Mm. Now, I realized that if anyone was in that house and saw me come up with a cop standing behind me, that'd be a very hard thing to explain in the afternoon. Yeah, well, this guy's been rat running for the last three weeks. Yeah. Now he's walking up to my door and pretending to knock. What's his problem? <laughs> well, the, the, the take-home lesson, though, is that they do check local traffic only. And if you're going to do it, befriend someone who lives in the local traffic only street. Yeah, so I you would can have use it. Love that story so much if they answered and you had to <laughs> <laughs> go in the house and have tea and biscuits with them. 
collective noun. <laughs> That's all we've got for the show tonight. If you missed anything, just search for Collective Down on iTunes to get the podcast there. We'll be back tonight from 11. Tom and Ollie up next. See ya. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy. For many of us, a love of video games began when we raced with Luigi and won. And it continued when we spent an entire holiday on our phones catching new friends. From the first time we press start to the next time. If it's in the world of gaming, it's covered by Press Start. Reviews of the games you haven't played yet, news from the big players, and the cheapest games at release. It's all at pressstart.com.au. Press Start. For every gamer.